Hello, everybody. Brian here. Uh, 1.05 a.m., March 12th. Now, I just did a podcast on the collapse of SBV, Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, I purposely didn't put the biggest impact that's already started coming out of that was, was um, te- uh, not Tether, USDC, the stable coin that's affected a lot because the company circle claimed that they had three and a half billion dollars in that bank and it's tied up in there. And where did that money go? That's the question. So let's go through some of the articles um, that uh, impacts that. And that's since today's Sunday, I guess. So um, this is how big this has already started. Remember, this is an industry that's 24-7 that's operating right now as we speak, and it never closes 24-7. So some of the impacts so far, let me just see if I can find it right here. So this is an article found on CryptoDaily.co.uk. So basically, March 11th, uh, 18 hours ago, Circle USDC has over $3 billion tied up at the Silicon Valley Bank. So the head, uh, the lead is issuer of the second largest stablecoin Circle has stated it held an undisclosed portion, wow, of uh, a 9.8 ca- billion cash reserves in the failed Silicon Valley Bank as of January 17, 2023. So remember, I always thought that Circle, being the Davos friendly company that it is, wouldn't be in this boat. But uh, uh, how can you know that? So basically, USDC has a circulating supply. It's, it's, It's a large stable coin of 43 billion, backed by government bonds and cash like assets. So they're Probably more legit than Tether is, USDT. Uh, firm nearly had $10 billion in cash at various regulated banks to shore up USDC's value. Um, reserves stood at 11.1, according to its website. Um, they said they partnered with Silicon Valley Bank, Citizen Trust, Bank of New York Mellon, Customers Bank, New York Community Bank, Signature Bank, and, oh, Silvergate Bank. They're not doing too good there. Silvergate's gone, too. Um, so they had 8.6%, sorry, $8.6 billion. This is according to their last audit, which was the 31st of January. Uh, 20% of its reserves were held up in various financial institutions. Um, shuttered uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Circle had stated last week that it cut all ties with Silvergate Bank, who went bankrupt. Um, so USDC conversions have stopped. Okay, Coinbase stated that is temporarily pausing USDC conversions. They released a statement. This is now Coinbase. Um, pausing USDC, USD uh, conversions over the weekend while banks are closed. Oh, how convenient banks are closed. During periods of heightened activity, as they like to call it, 
Conversions rely on USD transfers from the banks that clear during normal working hours. When banks open on Monday, we plan to recommend recommence conversions. Uh, Binance, the same thing. Um, BUSD, due to its ongoing market conditions because of the PAXG lawsuit, thanks to the SEC, uh, related to high inflow and difficult in supporting the conversion. So they can't handle it. This is now Binance. Binance has temporarily suspended auto conversion of USDC to BUSD, which is in a lawsuit with the Pax G. Thanks, as I said, thanks to the SEC, because well, I got a podcast on it. Due to market conditions specifically related to high inflow and the increasing burden to support the conversion, this is a normal risk management procedure to step to take while we monitor the situation. This is what Circle had to say. Uh, on their Twitter, I guess. Um, like other banks and deposits who rely on SVP for bank for banking services, Circle joins the call for con- continuity of this important bank in the U.S. economy and will follow guidance provided by state and federal regulators. Well, we know where that went. Circle is currently protecting USDC from a black swan failure in the U.S. banking system. It's the first time I've seen a reference to black swan. SVB Financial is a critical bank in the U.S. economy, and its failure without federal rescue plan will have broader implications for business, banking, and entrepreneurs. No guff. This is from uh, Chief Circle Strategy Officer, Dante Desparte. Probably got that wrong. We call we join the calls for policymakers, regulators, investors, business, and most of all, who rely on a well-functioning U.S. banking system as a condition precedent of a growing economy. This is a joke. So they're going to protect all these cronies uh, and all the elites. I just read out in the last podcast with the SBV that yes, there is a new fund coming from the regulators. So don't worry, elites. Don't worry, billionaires. You'll be protected. But screw the little guy. Screw grandma. All right. So interesting enough, uh, there's a couple of articles on Reddit. um, Some actually intelligent ones this time on Reddit. Uh, And this is from Reddit, Bitcoin subreddit group. Uh, this is from a thread. Curious, curious why we saw a bank run in the U.S. as Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Want to know if there's a contagion that may spread to other banks? Peter Saint Ange, I got it wrong. Probably breaks it all down. There's a video there. Um, so this is the thing: let the failures fail, and let the little responsible guys who aren't failing step in and grow their business and uh, thrive well said yes well said crony but the cronies the criminal cronies own and operate enough of the criminal politicians this is not free and this is not free market this is a road to serfdom yes (laughs) um with the interest rate up all debt has lost market value not just treasury bill, notes and bonds, corporate bonds too, credit card debt, mortgage debt too, and so on. 
Um, I can't confirm with the latest scans I've been running. Everything's down. I said this in my other podcast. Uh, we've, we're down in everything that's mentioned here. Treasuries, gold, markets, real estate's shorting. Uh, everything's shortened. It, there's a big collapse happen on Friday. I will do a podcast or actually a webinar where you can hide out. And hint, hint, it's in currencies. This is not a real problem. If Now, this is, again, continuing on with Reddit. Not a real problem if the financial institutions can hold the debt till maturity. A run of the bank, however, forces the financial institutions to liquidate the debt at a loss, at a desperation. Potentially freezing the trade in debt, existing debt paper. It is obvious this problem is going to cause liquidity problems all over. And we're starting to see that now. Financial institutions, you better not need too much cash right away because it would force you to realize your losses and then go bust. We already got mentioned another Reddit um, post on bail-ins, and that could happen. One-fifth of the global debt markets will flow in Bitcoin over the next 10 years. Bitcoin will eat all its competition competitors. I agree, but I think it'll be faster in 10 years. And as long as it can stabilize the value of Bitcoin, because if you're going to consider that with the volatility of Bitcoin, well, you will not have a market, that's for sure. Banks have the problem that, that their reserves they pledge to the Fed as collateral. Mostly 10-year government bonds pay less interest than they pay interest on cash. Fed rate, uh, fund, Fed, Fed funds rate, they borrow from. They lose on every dollar they have to borrow from the Fed. And they have to borrow cash from the Fed. If people withdraw money, uh, then people deposit. Bankrupt amplifies the problem. Um, yeah, so basically that's another way of saying, well, two-year bonds are higher than the 10-year bonds right now. Um, if you bought bonds years ago, you're getting screwed. If you're buying bonds today, you're getting a sweet deal. Double whammy for the banks. When interest rates rise, it causes bond prices to fall. But it could cause, as yields on bonds to rise, it creates incentive for depositors to withdraw cash from their accounts to start buying bonds. Buying today is good. <laughs> really? If more withdrawals are occurring, then the banks are going to need liquidity. So they'll need to liquidate their bond holdings at a loss. So buying bonds today is good. No, you got major headlines crossing between the Republicans and the Demo the Democrats going on about, well, we'll just raise our debt ceiling so we can pay our uh, government bills. Um, and yet they go on about bonds and U.S. credibility where the bonds may be worth, not worthless, but will go down in value with this talk and spook all international and foreign investors. So that comes back to the U.S. dollar credibility and the overall credibility of the U.S. government paying its bills because they've been doing this for how many years now? 10, 15 years. Just kick that can down the road. We won't solve the problem because we're weak, weak little politicians that want to get put in the, in, in, into the next election. And these bastards are now coming to a point where they have to pay the freaking piper. And that's where we're at now. Insiders knew long before that this will happen. Um, CEO tweeted, stay calm days before the collapse. Let's see what that tweet says. Um, breaking. Breaking. 
Before the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, executives sold off all their shares. I put this in the other um, other uh, podcast, and Gregory Becker sold 11% on February, 2020, uh, February 27th, 2023. Michael Zucker, general counsel, sold 19%. Daniel Beck, CFO, sold 32%. And Michelle Draper sold 25%. Unusual. There's a snapshot here, and and I will tell you um, that by law that executives at large uh, stocks or companies that have public stock by by law have to um, state and declare what they're buying with their their employer's stock or selling. So this is probably confirmed. Um, so fancy that that these guys in equivalent insider trading. In my mind, hang them up in a public square for doing this. Um, yeah, I'm extreme, but this is the sort of stuff. Not just I'm sure I'm not alone. That will make your blood boil. Um, found on the net. Oh, investor Bill Agman says Fed screwed up handling of Silicon Valley Bank collapse warns they have 48 hours to fix the soon to be irreversible market. I did highlight that in my last. Podcast and it's 48 hours now, it's 24 hours. Why? Because the market's going to open in 24 hours. Like it's 12 a.m. right now, 1 a.m. Saturday, Sunday. So you got 24 hours to do something. But they, they just announced all the fun. Maybe I might not trade on Monday and this week. And you know why? Just saying, right? Anyway, let's continue on to some other fun articles. So we talked about USDC. Oh, you got an article here from newsbtc.com. Headline, USD is in trouble, but it won't go to zero like USD did. Here's why. So the USDC de-pegged from the stablecoin, trading at 90 cents to the USD at the time of writing. Where did it went as low as 70 cents? (laughs) Now, what have I always said? And, And... this is where people that ignore what I say, you're really dumb. Why? I'm on Kraken, and I'm not saying Kraken's going to be 100% safe, but I, but I can hold my account in U.S. dollars, right? And it's not very much money because I knew this was going to happen. I cleared out well over 10K uh, this uh, just over a year ago, and now got back into equities, and I'm on Interactive Brokers. And, uh, yeah. I cleared out before all this meltdown started in crypto way long. And two years ago, I only started with $250. That's how well I did in crypto. Thank you very much. Um, Collapse of UST was attributed to its structure and backing by other digital assets, including Bitcoin and Luna. Remember them? Luna, UST, uh, Terraform. Uh, It depends on algos to track the value of USD and always ensure parity. Only pressure on any underlying coins led to intense selling pressure causing a peg. Well, maybe you don't want to hold that stable coin. And, and this is the thing I need to mention. Was this designed? Was this pre-planned? Was this an agenda to get rid of it? Well, we, can't, we don't want to come off being the bad guys to regulate stable coin. Maybe we should kind of plan an attack on a bank. Yes, and I do have my little tinfoil hat on. And I'm probably right. 
What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and truth? It used to be nine months, then it was six months, now it's three months, now it's down to two weeks, probably down to two days. That's the difference between conspiracy and truth. Um, we're on the table currently in is USDC by circle. USDC is at 90 cents further weighing negatively on cryptocurrency prices. It's improbable that the USDC will drop to, to zero to zero. Why? Well, they're part of the Davos crowd, okay? Uh, I've mentioned that numerous times now. Token has cir circulating supply of 49 40.9 billion as of March 11th. Each USDC token should be known as back one to one with cash and redemption means every banking cash or cash equivalent from Circle must be sold. Well, if you're in panic mode right now, now you're only getting 90 cents of the dollar, what you should be getting. And for a while, it was down to 70 cents. Huh. Expecting normalcy to, reserve, to resume on Monday. That's the question. So there's all these tweets from Circle uh, put up, at oddly enough, at 10 p.m. March 10th. Following the confirmation at the end of today that the wires initiated on Thursday to remove balances were not yet processed, 3.3 billion of the 40 billion approximately USDC reserves remain at SVP. I'm not going to go through the 758 responses, sorry. Um, because SVP was FDC insured, there will be a 94% payout if there's a loss of approximately 199. 198 million. Well, in that other podcast that mentioned, well, you may get lucky where they may cover 1% or 5% of what they're promising. A big dent for Circle for warrant fears and conversions to other stable coins. The loss will likely be covered by interest payments from treasuries where most of Circle's assets are held in. Um, so we talked about Coinbase. I'm not going to go through that. So next article. Um, um, remember I told you about the conspiracy theory? Well, let's get into that. Um, BitcoinInsider.org has an article here called Is the Crypto Industry in Danger? VC, Vulture Capitalist, VC Nick Carter says Operation Choke Point 2.0 is well underway. Eat that about you conspiracy theorists, pundits, and critics. According to the venture capitalist and crypto supporter Nick Carter, U.S. crypto industry could be in an Operation Choke Point 2.0. Uh, intergovernmental or are working to suffocate and destroy the crypto industry. Interesting. So he posted, uh, I don't know where he posted, but there's a link there. Crypto is in its crosshairs um, and presents a negative, a series of negative news stories that when combined, suggest a deliberate government-led attempt to discourage traditional financial financial institutions from supporting the crypto industry. So um, here on the Hill news outlet, the Hill published an op-ed by Frank Keaton, former president of the American Bankers Association, entitled "Operation Chokehold Reveals Trust True." Justices of the Obama's Justice Department. Now, just for those that may not know, let's get political. 
Obama is the only president that has run for three terms. He is a current, he's running in his current third term and using our favorite president, current president, as the, as the, uh, some will call him a sock puppet, dare I say. So uh, Obama's Department of Justice, according to this Keaton, unjustly targeted small business without any consequence of those involved. Program utilizing federal officials to pressure banks into closing accounts. Uh, quote here. Uh, this is from Keaton. Operation Chokehold has more in common with a purge of ideological foes than a regulatory enforcement action. That could be possible when you look at the news of today. It targeted tied wide swaths of business with little regard for whether legal businesses were swept up and harmed. In fact, that seemed to be the goal. Uh, operated unchecked for years, noting that officials at both the OCC and FDC, FDIC threaten banks with regulatory consequences if they do not comply with their demands. Legitimate businesses such as gun and ammunition dealers and payday lenders were uh, had their accounts terminated by banks with little explanation. And this is back under his second term, Obama. Um, role of the DOJ in abiding and abetting this program is especially troubling. During my tenure, it would have been unthinkable for us to develop a targeted campaign against lawful businesses simply because we objected to their existence. Continues, as a former president of the American Bankers Association, I'm appalled at the brazen threats levied against banks during Operation Chokehold. Banks should answer to federal and state law. <laughs> that won't happen. And not the whims of individual regulators with vendetta against lawful businesses. Um, so apparently, under Trump, in 2017, they eliminated this Operation Chokehold. According to Carter, Biden administration came into office. The news seems that the trade, fire, traditional finance, top-tier banks, and institutions have given top-down directions to, to re-implement Operation Chokehold under a different name or guise. This is interesting. Uh, now, this is um, the Nick Carter guy. But neither the Fed, FDIC, OCC statement, nor the NEC statement a few weeks later exp explicitly banned banks from servicing crypto clients. Huh. Writings on the wall and the investigations in the Silvergate are strong to deterrent to any bank considering aligning itself with crypto. Why? It threatens your existence? Why? Because it's a form of competition against you? Golly gee. What is clear now is that issuing stable coins or transacting on public blockchains where they have circulate freely laid cash is highly discouraged or effectively prohibited. That is so true. According to Carter, crypto choke point two diverges from its predecessor in several crucial ways. Uh, primarily threatened investigations by the DOG, FDIC. Institutions didn't adopt the administration's risk standards, arguably 
unconstitutional and gave Republicans the leverage they needed to repeal the program ultimately. Um, so, choke point two, unfolding in plain sight, plain sight through written guidance, rulemaking, and blogs. Current regulatory crackdown on crypto is being presented as a safety and soundness for banks rather than simply a matter of reputational risk. When you look at Ripple, a, a solid coin and probably company behind it is a real threat for banks, even though they were started by a small group of banks. Obviously, Bitcoin. Look at the Ethereum blockchain um, and what they're doing with it. If you're on my private chat server, clientlabs.info, you know about all this stuff with all the news that I post over there. Um, and that's why I'm kind of more consider me well seasoned on this. Um, the Blockchain Association calls this regulation by blog post a process by which federal regulators can create policies um, simply by releasing guidance that discourages banks from dealing with crypto. Uh, characterizes the Fed's rejection of her application as shooting the stallion to scatter the herd. Okay, let's talk about Kraken for a moment. As I said, two, three years ago, they were legit in getting their license in Wyoming for the bank, uh, banking license. They were getting their uh, Federal Reserve routing numbers. They were that close to getting banks, and they're still moving ahead of it. So they were the first ones to get it. They were the first ones to declare that they were really getting proof of reserve before all this proof of reserve nonsense went on because of the shoddiness of Coinbase and Binance and all them con artists. But you should look at Kraken. And they're, they're probably going to open soon for the U.S. Uh, as a bank. So that'd be fairly interesting because they will be regularly no different than a bank, but where they'll have also crypto. And that could put them light years ahead of the competition. That's why I like them. And so far, they've had excellent, excellent customer service, which is a great way to know that they're a good company, unlike the bastards over at Coinbase, where you get a response in 24 hours, which is a big no-no in the financial world. And the other problem of Binance, because while well, a lot of them, English seems to be their second language, and it's just useless over there for customer service as well. Anyways, continuing the article. Carter says, crypto-facing banks present higher risks different from collateralizing assets and less ability to insurable rates. Labeling crypto-facing banks as high risk has four direct effects. It gives them a higher pr premium with the FDIC. They face lower cap rates with the Fed, which inhibits their ability to overdraw. They face restrictions on other business activity and management risk as poor examination score with regulatory supervisors, which inhibit their ability to do M&A. Funny enough, these regulators have proven to be a bunch of bozos at all levels, and you know what I'm talking about. So here's where it gets interesting. Carter ultimately predicts with regulatory oversight and crackdown in the U.S., it will be up to other jurisdictions, Dubai, Singapore, Switzerland, Hong Kong, and the UK to pick up the slack, meaning that money will and innovation in this crypto space will move out of the uh, US and will put the US as the village idiots in the crypto industry because, well, their, their regulatory uh, uh, 
bureaucrats don't want that because it's a big threat to their overlords called the banking industry. Jamie Dimon could be listening on this. I wouldn't know. So continuing along with this uh, article and summarizing, if bank regulators continue the pressure campaign, they risk not only losing control of the crypto industry, but ironically increasing risk by fit pushing activity to less sophisticated jurisdictions, less able to manage genuine risks that may emerge, like fraud, like SBF. Anyways, that's the end of that article. Um, let me see. Uh, so we talked about the Binance and Coinbase temporarily suspending USDC conversion. Uh, that's not a good sign, obviously. I have a I have a credit crack account. I don't have to worry about this. Why? Because my cash is sitting in US dollar, the real McCoy, real US fiat. I can trade in US dollars. So I don't have to worry about any of this BS like as if I was on either, uh, well, primarily on Binance. Um, so there's another article here, a post 12 hours ago uh, in Hyperinflation USA subreddit. Uh, bank run on Bitcoin exchanges happening now. There's a snapshot. And it says, who the hell deposited FTX? And they said it's an arbitrage bot. Um, so apparently this is an old photo anyway. So, so you know, anyways, moving on to bid. Uh, yeah, so that Reddit's no good. Here's an interesting article on BitcoinInsider.org. Nine out of top 10 stablecoins trading below peg as USDC contagion spreads Tether sole survivor. And I heard that Tether was holding $90 billion, three times the market cap of, um, of Bitcoin, oddly enough. And the funny thing is that Tether would be the first one to blow up. And I would have thought Circle would have been the last one to blow up, but here we are. But I still wouldn't put money into Tether at all. I would be honestly putting money in the fiat world, namely in U.S. dollar. Hello, Kraken. Or, dare I say, it's not safe in the long run, but even Coinbase, U.S. dollar. USD lost its peg after Circle announced that roughly $3.3 billion of his cash were held because of the collapsed uh, SBV bank. Sparking unprecedented redemptions, investors traumatized. Traumatized. They've been traumatized for how many years now? To multiple meltdowns in 2022. Uh, that's why I see posts about needing psychological help. Please prevent me from jumping off a bridge. Stablecoin struggling with stability. Interesting. And this could come back to what they said with that Nick Carter and Choke Point too. That is very interesting from an industry point of view. Uh, press time. Struggling maintaining their peg, including BUSD, because of the funny enough, the lawsuit with Pax G, who's minting the, the, the BUSD for Binance. I've got a podcast on that. The biggest losers, USDC, which almost lost 10% of its value and current, currently trading at 91 cents. As I said, it dropped as far as I know to 70 cents. Crypto has tried to assuage fears around the total collapse, said it remains resilient despite its exposure to struggling, and continue to honor the 1.1 redemption so far. Where are they going to get that? From their mom's shoebox? Some traders and analysts surmise that stablecoin is trading below its actual value. 0% chance of recovering its deposit. Uh, majority sentiments point to a swift resolution of the matter within weeks. 
And we just heard Bill Ackman wants it done in no more than 24 hours because Monday's coming. Okay, so the FDIC coverage in the nature of the circles deposits with a sell-off attributed to panic and trauma. Oh, dear, oh, my. DAI, okay, that's another stable coin. Second worst affected stable coin, currently at 93 cents, based on on-chain data, roughly 560 million of DAI was burned as the stable coin route took hold of the markets. GUSD, I've never heard of that one, 96 has recovered at 98 cents. However, it has reclaimed its peg. And funny enough, let's talk about Tether. Tether unfazed. Uh, current market is currently trading down as 101. It's pick at 101. Stablecoin has benefited from the overall sell-off and the dominance and increase in the minute as investors continue exchanging other coins for USDT. I don't know why you don't get out. Just put it into US dollar. Who am I? I'm just a, just a schmuck, right? Most funds favor USDT with uh, exchanging parts of their USDC reserve for USDT. Uh, On-chain data shows that hashed Spartan Group and Signum Capital exchanged millions of USDC for USDT for the DPEG. And I think there's going to be something bad coming down the pipes with USDT. I'm sure of it. Untether. Jump Trading, Wintermute Trading, uh, Genesis Capital, and Black Tower. These are HFT firms. Exchange millions of USDC for cash through their uh, Circle and Coinbase. Ah, so, um, uh, I don't know. So that was originally posted at Crypto Slave. See, uh, okay, um, so we already talked about this article from, again, Cointelegraph.com, headline, Circles USDC Instability Causes Domino Effect on DAI USDD Stablecoins. So there you go. Um, now, a couple of our other uh, posts here. This one's at Reddit, uh, at Ethereum subreddit. Uh, first thread says, panic over Circle just opened their new DEX exchange. This could be a bogus one as well. With 1.3 liquidity on stablecoin pair, putting a solid floor under USD coin. While other exchanges haven't yet filled, the gap is inevitable at this point. What a weekend crazy time. Congrats to everyone who bought for 90 cents. No comments. Oh, there's two comments here. Um, so what they say. Uh, guess they got, did they get removed? No, here they are. No. Um, anyways, that's about it. Anyway, so if you want to know more about what's going on, uh, you can just join, follow the podcast. Or better yet, get on my email and you'll be able to get other solutions out there in my new free section, uh, including how to create your own bank and protect yourself from all this nonsense. That's at quantlabs.net slash banking. And um, yeah, again, quantlabs.net slash banking to control your own bank and how to set one up. Yeah, two-hour video, but there's a bunch of other videos as well. Create your own private bank, once again, at quantlabs.net slash banking. Thanks for listening. Over and out.